Hello, my friends, and welcome to the uh, Informed Catholic Podcast. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 89 of the Informed Catholic. Uh, the subject matter is very simple. Um, enough of the shutdown. Please give us back our churches. And uh, yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, you know, give us back our church. Uh, we... Um, this is basically the worst year to me. Uh, understandable that we've gone through a pandemic. Understandable that this uh, coronavirus affected everybody. Uh, what's really um, troublesome about this is that some people, a lot of people see it differently. A lot of people are okay with the shutdown. A lot of people are okay wearing the masks. A lot of people are okay with uh, civil rights and civil liberties being violated. A lot of people are, are okay with the constitutional rights being violated. Um, freedom of speech seems to be being violated. Uh, freedom of faith and expression is being violated. The fact that the um, a lot of the media has has become very tribal, politically tribal. It's becoming very sickening. Um, you know, a lot of us, you know, are thinking, "Oh, is this the precursor to everything?" Well, let me tell you something. Um, a lot of there's a lot of a lot of Christians especially within certain evangelical groups, they get excited over the end times and everything. They get excited over the idea that, you know, soon we're going to end, we're going to go into the seven years of tribulation, whatever they want to call it. You know, you're being put to the test. And you're getting excited over something that you don't even know if you're spiritually or supernaturally are ready for. Are you in a, in a right state of grace to meet God? Are you aware if you are really ready to bear this kind of cross, to bear this kind of burden? How do you know you're not going to fall and lose faith and go and fall under the, under the power of the enemy? You're getting excited over mostly, I would say, interpretation that came from pop culture. What hurts me is I, I haven't been able to receive communion. People, people from the other side are saying, well, pray at home. No, that's not the point. I need the sacraments. I need the Eucharist. I need the liturgy. I need the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ in me. I need confession. And the bishops have literally taken that away from me have locked the churches up 
I couldn't participate for Lent in, in, in the same way. It was a different kind of Lent. We'll, we'll all agree with that. I couldn't participate in Holy Week. I couldn't participate in Easter Sunday. I couldn't participate in the Ascension. The church, the churches were locked up. A couple of days ago, I was told that James Martin appeared on Fox News. Father James Martin, excuse me, Father James Martin, SJ, Society of Jesus, Editor-in-Chief of America Magazine, and made Communications Director of the Vatican by Pope Francis, a fellow Jesuit. He picks this unacceptable person who supports the alphabet community and who goes ahead in front of Fox News and says, disagrees with, with, with President Trump about opening up the churches because of the virus. Says it with a smile. Like, it's yeah, well, you're a priest. You can say communion every day. You can receive Holy Communion every day. I can't. I can't. I've been deprived of that. So has all my brothers and sisters. I don't mean just to be speaking for myself, but I'm 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 talking about all of us have been kept out. You know, Pope Francis has been the most difficult pontiff to connect to. But lately, I've been really, really studying even the actions of Pope Benedict and, you know, uh, Dr. Taylor Marshall and some other scholars are starting to realize that that maybe Pope Benedict wasn't all that as we as we as as he seems to be because he dresses i mean he he resigns he fully completely says he resigns from the papacy but then he says something like that he gives up all um secular power of the papacy but not spiritual power of the papacy that's a very difficult i mean i i'm I'm not a scholar so i'll 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 simply approach it limitly as as myself as a lay person i don't understand how you can do both because i mean i have some understanding of how some things function but um listening to people like taylor marshall and some other scholars talk about this from their understanding is that it seems that benedict wants to have it both ways when technically it's impossible you can't you know the fact that he dresses as a pope gives blessings as a pope acts like a pope even though technically he is not uh he has no governmental power as a pope that he gave to francis that he wants some kind of a a double papacy a, a 
dyard or something. It's a fancy word. I know I've heard that word in the, uh, uh, someone mentioned to, to me the, uh, from the last Star Wars movie, which like uh, a double power sort of like rule, whatever. But whatever it is, technically, it's, I think it's silly. But it, what I'm trying to get to is about this part, which I think affects us spiritually, is I think I understand now a little bit about Cardinal Ratzinger slash Pope Benedict Amaretus's generation. It's almost like a, um, that Second Vatican II was sort of like uh, another sort of Catholic Woodstock generation where they have a, they had a very ideological understanding on a, a, a fantasy of what they were doing and technically because I Benedict himself and several others said from that generation we in, we did we interpreted certain things in a certain manner we didn't think there would be a problem later on or they would be abused in later gener- in later days of how they're going to be interpreted certain theological terms that were not that were questionable and that were questioned by the older gener- older catholic the older uh, first vatican council which were very very careful in how they interpreted everything and i think this the, the second vatican council had a very loose understanding but also theologically weak understanding of certain issues. And this would later on affect all of us. You know, you ever heard the term the spirit of Vatican II? It's nowhere written in any any of the documents. It's a term made up by the Vatican II fathers, certain members within the Vatican II fathers. And it was... Um, used to get what they want and to interpret everything as they want. Certain things were written ambiguously so they can interpret them ambiguously as they pleased. Well, we are the generation that inherited that problem. And lo and behold, our churches are closed. Um, the sacraments, we are deprived of the sacraments. We are deprived of Holy Communion. Uh, we are dealing with people like James Martin. We are dealing with, um, sexual abuse crisis. We are dealing with, uh, homosexual clergy. We are dealing with Pope Francis, Jorge Bergoglio. We have dealt with and lived out the result, the the resignation, abdication of Cardinal Ratzinger, who be, who was Pope Benedict XVI. This is the this is the this is the generation we inherited. Okay, we are dealing with a generation of uh, bad liturgy, abuse of liturgy, liturgical abuses, sacramental abuses. This is the generation we've inherited. This is this is it, and this and we are 
we are that generation. We are the that that generation of I would say Catholic or uh, spiritual orphans. We're looking for Christ, and we can't find Him. The churches are locked, and we're out in the cold. We're a flock without a sh uh, a shepherd. The men who rule over us are hirelings. And they get scared and they run away. This is it. And unfortunately, <clears throat> unfortunately, excuse me, unfortunately, someone like Pope um, Benedict has a very flowery understanding. I think his... He's theologically, I think, a fantastic mind, but I think his understanding comes from a more cultural. He's the result of every of a of a cultural Catholicism, but maybe one that is in love with Catholicism culturally. He loves the classical cultural, but notice what happened. He resigned when he saw the spiritual decay when he found out of the homosexual culture within within it because i believe that's what happened he discovered the homosexual culture that he couldn't deal with that someone like him was not able to handle he didn't have the the the, the supernatural weapon in order to deal with it you know, perhaps that's that's a that's a, uh, an interpretation. I've always been dealing with that interpretation because when he found out about that subculture, what was he going to do? Was you know what was he really going to do? He was great at right. He was great at writing things about the 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 Catholicism, but he came from another world that. The nouveau theology, the new theology. He was trying to recapture the orthodoxy that he rejected in his youth. While at the same time, he didn't want to admit how wrong his generation was. You, you know, I'm, oh, I've always been told when you're wrong, you're wrong. You got to let go of your pride and you got to admit that you're wrong. But I'm not a, I'm not a priest. I'm not a, I, I know, I'm not a man of the clergy. You know, I'm, I'm someone who converted to Catholicism and I want a very strong Catholicism. I'm looking for something with a strong foundation and I found it. But even, you know, with someone like Benedict XVI, Maybe sometimes, you know, you find out that your leadership is not who they really seem to be. You know, I still respect him. Disappointed. But I still respect him. And I still hold him with with great regard. I think he's a fantastic mind. But maybe I will look at his writings with a little bit more caution. You know, uh, someone like Athanasius Schneider... Uh, I hate to, uh, I'm going to say this, but 
Yes, I would abandon Benedict's writings, Benedict's teachings for someone like Athanasius Snyder. Because at least Athanasius Snyder calls a spade a spade and he's not afraid to do it. He should be Pope. Someone like him. Someone like him should be Pope. I think maybe um, Cardinal Sarah is more stronger than Benedict, than Cardinal Ratzinger. I think Sarah in place as Pope would be able to do the job better. And that's the problem, I think, is that we have these men, and a lot of them are old now. They're old guys. We need younger guys. And we do. We have a few of them. But unfortunately, also, like if you go look, go on YouTube, there's a young Franciscan fellow. Uh, very nice guy, but definitely a Vatican II product, unfortunately. And he's definitely uh, the face of uh, of that of this generation, um, kind of like the poster child. I have to say, unfortunately, he's a Franciscan. Uh, he's always uh, clean shaven. Uh, just got made into a priest, and I'm afraid uh, I I kind of see him as a problem because. He's the poster child. He is the poster child of Vatican II. He he's okay with uh, female altar servers. He's um, he doesn't understand the the purpose. I mean, his ordination. He was the only one that got ordained. He's the only one that got ordained, so he was able to plan everything the way he wanted it, and that's the problem. That's the problem. He was the only one, and he planned it not according to tradition, to sacred tradition, but he decided he how many, uh, he was going to have female altar servers. He was he decided he was going to have a lector, a female lector, or someone speaking up. He didn't he did not preserve the tradition and integrity of the liturgy. He did it to satisfy other people. And I and I understand he 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 believed he was doing it according to to serving others, but what about the fact that you didn't submit yourself completely to the to the liturgy of the church. I see him as a problem. I see him as a problem for the future. I see him as a yes man, and I and I see him as someone we're going to have conflict with in the future. I think he's too young. I don't think he really fully under. I mean, he has all the right understandings of, let's say, the theology. I mean, you tell him to talk about certain heresies, he'll bring it up, and he'll and he'll know all the right answers. But the integrity of the liturgy, the tradition of the liturgy, I see as a problem. I see as a problem. I see him as a problem for the future. 
Anyway, I'm going to end it here. Um, hopefully, maybe some miracle by this weekend. We can celebrate Pentecost, but in church, we'll have to find out. Let's end it with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, um, guys, I want to give a shout out. Uh, there's 19 countries now that um, hear my podcast. Um, Kenya, uh, also Malaysia, I think I mentioned before, Ireland, welcome Ireland, and Norway, and also um, Italy, um, Austria, Slovenia, Slovakia, also, um, you know, it's it's really great to hear guys, and not to mention uh, Canada, a well, place in Canada like, uh, I believe... Um, oh, wow. Uh, hold on. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Yes. <laughs> um, it's great to hear. And also the United Kingdom as well. So, um, anyway, welcome aboard. And if you can guys subscribe and share, at least it'll, it'll let anchor that, uh, it'll tell anchor that you enjoy hearing these podcasts. I'm trying to work on the YouTube channel, um, slowly setting it up. And I'm just trying to uh, figure out how to use the material um, and try to uh, produce the audio as well as the uh, uh, YouTube. So I'm trying to use uh, certain images um, to, so that you guys can be entertained with like slides and images. It's actually better than just staring at my face. <laughs> I'm not ready for that uh, yet because I don't have a studio. But when I do, uh, hopefully I'll try to improve. So, um, so far I've found some software that I can use and hopefully it'll be able to connect the two, uh, both the audio for um, the podcast as well as for uh, the YouTube channel. So working on it slowly. So I'll let you know when it's finally set up. Um, God bless and uh We'll uh, we'll be together soon. Amen.